0: And welcome to Let's Talk It All. All Alright, we got some music tonight, folks. I'm Jeff. And And I'm Anvil, And we're going to rock your world tonight with a little music from The Far Beyond.
1: The Far Beyond.
0: And our first song tonight is what, Anvil? What's the first
1: song? First song tonight is... Whose Galaxy Is This Anyway? That's right, and What's in Uranus? What's in Uranus? (laughs) (laughs) But tonight, seriously,
0: folks, and thank you, by the way, to Diversity Broadcasting Network for having us on. They're wonderful network. Uh, but uh, we're going to be talking about planets, planets and, and the rings,
1: and
0: Uranus, and Neptune, Neptune, Jupiter, Jupiter, Jupiter uh, Mars, uh, Saturn,
1: Earth, Mercury, Mars. Mars. Yep. All, yeah. Mars. all of, them. All, all of them. them. all of them. We're talking. All of them. We're going to talk. Chat about them. Chat, Chat about them.
0: This You're is, in there.
1: You know, neither one of us, this isn't really paranormal. It's just we thought we'd talk about something a little bit different. We talk.
0: Yeah. We talk it all.
1: Sasquatches, ghosts. We, we talk it all. Talk it all. We talk it all. So planets.
0: Yes. No. Uh, did you know that Jupiter has four no moons? Four.
1: I know most of the planets have moons, but a lot of them aren't what we think of when we think of a moon. We think of like, our moon. And if you actually go look, some of the things that have classified as moons for these planets are just like really big boulders yeah boulder that spots. are that are that are held in an uh, orbit around the planet right so right. it's not like the moon type moon always but it's a moon that's you know not crashing into the planets not going away from the planets in orbit around the planet and I'm sure the definition for moon is somewhere in there
0: give, to or, be? give or take a word or two right yeah
1: yeah
0: you know uh Saturn Saturn has 62 moons 62 of them. What were those? Is it
1: 62 or 95 moons with 62 that are Earth-sized? No, there's
0: 62 oh, moons. Oh, 62 ones. okay. Yep. Uh, but Saturn is 95 times larger than Earth. Oh, 95 times larger than Earth. I'm pretty sure that's what I wrote.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> because we do our research here, and yes, let's we do. talk what it we all. do. We do?
0: Um, Uranus has uh, 27 moons.
1: And a lot of Klingons. Yeah. <laughs> 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 ah, ah. Wait a minute. Wait
0: for
1: it! Wait Wait for for it! it. Wait for it! So yes, yes, and
0: Neptune has fourteen,
1: and Pluto is again a planet.
0: It is again a planet. It It wasn't a planet for a while, while, but they reclassified it once. And then
1: they reclassified it. Which, first of all, that we would even go to the to the, there had to be an expense somewhere in there to declassify it as a planet. Oh, I'm geez. not sure why would why would even.
0: Well, here, here's here's all right. Why? Okay, here's it. Well, no, there. No, we, no. Well, I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. okay let me let me why? go into this.
1: Okay. Why? Right
0: now. Okay. Did you see the memo about this? <laughs> <laughs> um, NASA. Okay. All the programs, especially the programs where we're sending probes and landing devices and crawlers and whatever else they call them. The, you know, rovers. Uh, right now, NASA's run by geologists, okay? All these people that run these special programs and develop in billions and billions and billions of dollars are geologists. Um, so right now, geologists really are in control of NASA, which is fine, you know, it's a civilian space agency, but you got to remember, this is where the focus is, is studying rocks. Literally, folks, is what they're doing. Um, if it was run by... Uh, you know, another, perhaps, really, you know, type of specialty, you know, marine biologist or something of that nature, biologists in general. Build uh, brackets. Yeah. Well, but by biologists, there would be a lot more focus on trying to find life. Right now, there's no focus to finding life, okay? The instruments on these so-called probes uh, are just, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, really, I mean. Okay, let's get back into the plans. I'm, I'm going to go off on a tangent. Mars has two moons. Mars Phobos, Phobos and Deimos. And Phobos is actually, well, they're both really fascinating. But Phobos, they really want to study more. I know that. They, there's a lot of interesting things they found on Phobos, and they really want to take a closer look at it. I think these are moons that aren't like moon No, these are shaped. These are really, you know, Phobos is a, a moon. moon. Phobos is the real right. deal. Uh, it could almost be in its own planet.
1: Um, no, maybe it was Jupiter. I, I just know I was looking exactly. at the moons and no, there's you know there Saturn's
0: are, like that. Saturn has a lot of ones that are like, like really small, yeah. Um, but Saturn has one called Titan. Titan and oh, Titan, Titan, yeah. Titan is a very big moon, and it is the first planet or body, a heavenly body, I should say, that you know oceans have been detected on. Okay, that yeah. standing water. So that that's a much different scenario, um, and that's where we should be looking for you know life, obviously, you know, in conjunction Mars. We have not found standing water, but there's ice caps, and we've seen water spew out of the planet, but it evaporates uh, into the atmosphere quite quickly because there's really no atmosphere. So uh, Mars and uh, has water. We know that. Our moon has water. We know that. And Titan, uh, we now know, has water as well. Anywhere there's water, normally there's life, or at least the aspect of life, or could have been life at some point. Potential. Um, there is a gentleman out there, and he's actually a NASA scientist. And of course, I did not write down his name, but PhD is coming to yin yang. yang um, research books, his uh, requ- required research, it, it's required reading uh, in astronomy classes across the nation to get your degree in astronomy. The man's a giant, and I can't remember his name, and I feel over right now I can't. Uh, but uh, he actually wrote a book about what's making the rings, because rings are being made. Here's the interesting There's more rings around Saturn now than there was 10 years ago, or five years ago for that matter, or 20 years ago for that matter. Um, and Jupiter has rings, and Uranus has rings, and Neptune has rings. Um, all those planets have rings. And what they've been seeing is more rings being developed or made. Um, he says he has found evidence in satellite photos, uh, or probe photos, I should say, of, and through uh, high-power telescopes, well, look to be objects inside the rings. And he has a theory that whatever these things are, they are the things making the rings. Now, he's not saying they're aliens. Um, he's just saying that whatever is contributing to the ring formations
1: may be related to these so like, the very large objects. objects. Yeah. You mean something that's not like a natural object? No. No. Because the rings are comprised these of are,
0: They look cylinder shaped. OK. Um, and they're very large. Um, and, and it really is fascinating. The photographs are very clear. Again, these are all, you know, stuff from NASA and different observatories around the planet. So it's not like it's make-believe stuff you find on the internet. And again, the guy's list of credentials are longer than my arm. So, um, and he's very careful about what he says. He's not, he's not trying to turn the world upside down. He's not saying they are alien life forms or anything in nature. He's just saying it, it obviously deserves much greater scrutiny and uh, investigation than what it's receiving now. And he didn't come right out and say this, but he—I think—he believes the same kind of belief that I have that when you have a very select few people um, running a particular agency with one focus in mind, um, all of the research really kind of falls to the wayside. Um, <clears throat> but it's very interesting. Um, you know, Mars. You know, you had the picture from seventy-seven or seventy-eight where they—they they had the the face on Mars and then years later, they went by it again, they, they petitioned, actually NASA petitioned um, to go by it again with the, the newer probe that we had set up, um, and uh, they did finally cave. They weren't going to take it, by the way, the, uh, but they did. Um, they've almost mapped of Mars by now, by the way, uh, but uh, they did. And the photo that was sent back, that was shown to the public, um, was absolutely horrible. We call it, I think the, the frame on the internet at the time, it's called the cat box photo because you have the outline of what was the face, and then it's all scribbled out with like, it was like a cat litter. You know, it almost right. looks like someone purposely did that. The, whatever details were there or, you know, were completely covered up by this, whatever. Um, and I just had to be, I was married at the time, so this is probably a good 15 years ago. I remember seeing the photo for the first time in the news of my father-in-law's house, I'm like, oh, they're covering it up again. And yeah. he, was a, he wasn't a believer, and he just kind of looked at me like I was you know, off the planet. But I knew right just by looking at the, the quality of the picture, of how terrible it was. Um, you know, in, in conjunction, people see things all the time that aren't there. And it can be on this planet. People see bears, they think are Bigfoots. You know, people see a, a plane, they think it's a UFO. Um, people see a shadow, they think it's a ghost. This happens not saying that uh, it's all fake or people are misidentifying everything but it happens in case in point um, russia or the former soviet union had a, a series of probes called the venera probes um, and they almost all went to if i remember correctly to venus uh, Venera 14 landed in 1982 and actually touched down on the planet of venus and um, there's numerous shots of the landscape around Venus and there's two shots that show or maybe three that show an object very clearly next to the probe and it's in different positions uh, in the different photographs so people were going oh my gosh there's robots on Mars what are these things and people were freaking out Manus. yeah well here's the thing it was I've never seen it clearly identified in American media and so you'll still on web pages or chat rooms and people were talking about this stuff from the, the Soviet Union probe it'd being robots on Mars and you know, or Venus I'm sorry robots on Venus and you know are they alien and how did they get there and how did they survive in the atmosphere and all this other jazz and so I really had to do my research <laughs> into this and I actually got hold of one of the scientists to work on the <laughs> I'm not kidding the Soviet Union scientist uh, and, uh, and I'm not going to say his name, it's too damn long and I forgot to write it down anyway. But we were uh, communicating back and forth. He actually worked on this program. And I found out what those objects were. They were the lens coverings for the cameras. And when the they bounced down on the surface, these lens covers were designed to fall off because if they didn't, they get stuck on the camera and they couldn't take any photographs. Mm-hmm. So this, this is what these objects are. They're actually the lens coverings for the freaking cameras, which... You know, it makes total sense to me now looking at it. But I had to find the answer for myself, and the best way to do that is talking to people in the former Soviet Union that actually worked in the space program. Uh, And another great thing about this now, this was 1982. I challenge you all to go up on the internet, look up Verena 14, 1982 photographs, and then compare those photographs to the crappy pictures we get of Mars. Okay, how did the Soviet Union have better pictures in nineteen eighty two than we do today of Mars with our most recent technology? And the reason being folks, it's really quite simple, is the cameras on board our probes that are on Mars right now and the rovers, they probably have great great um, dot points and resolution, but we're not seeing that. It's being filtered and it's being filtered horribly to high details. And I can almost say that with complete confidence. This because of what I've seen from the Soviet Union from 30 years ago. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And again, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not wearing our tin hats at the moment. You can't, you can't look, uh, you can't look at all the things we can do now with technology and optics and this and that and you know you can google your home address and get a fairly good shot of your house from this satellite that is however many thousand miles up in the atmosphere above us but we can't zoom in on something on mars and get a better shot we we stand better chance of finding Martian in our backyard by accident with google how many times have the google maps found crap a body floating in (laughs) a a lake and stuff like that but we can't seem to we can't seem to locate we can't seem to locate, you know, the the face on Mars when it was in an exact location. We knew where it was. And, and anything, anything to do with photography and things like that now, the fact that so well, we can't get a good resolution on it, I get it. Walmart has crappy security cameras. I get it. You can't probably in Walmart get a good photo of a guy <laughs> stealing stuff. But well, let me tell you, I'm hoping the government, and our private contractors can get their hands on something better than the used Walmart security cameras from a store they closed down.
0: Yeah. If they you know, if they can read if they can look at a baseball from outer space and these NSA satellites and they can see the stitches, stitches. on the baseball, you can't tell me you can't that we don't have better technology on Mars right now and we're not taking better photographs overseeing. And, and and on top of that why are we only seeing such a small portion of the f- millions of photographs have been taken so far on the surface of Mars? We so- we're only seeing a small portion. We're not seeing everything. These the problem I have with this is NASA is taxpayer funded. That is information that should be available to everybody in America. For them to withhold, and that's what they're doing, whether they want to admit it or not. They come up with excuses. Well, we have to filter it and all this junk. Bull crap. You have the technology; it's there. This shouldn't take more than an hour for this stuff to be downloaded and you know properly sequenced, so you can release it to the public. This idea that you get to hold on to it for five or six years is just—and that's what they've been doing. This is absolutely ridiculous, you know. And, and not only that, their photographs are junk. <laughs> I mean, there's there's areas of photographs where are completely blocked out. How did that happen? How, how's how's a part of a photograph get totally blocked out where you can't see, make out any detail of a rock? You know, these are the geologists. You, I can't. I, they, I can't imagine these guys aren't freaking out. Well, we can't see the angle of the rock. I mean, come on. i missed It Fixes. Uh, fixes in. It fixes in, folks. In all
1: in all fairness <laughs> to NASA, they spent how many billions on the Hubble telescope, and they had to send up two, three repair crews to get the thing in focus.
0: Well, no, and the reason for that is because it was contracted out. There's a bunch of companies putting it together and they had different measurements for the size of the lens. I'm not making this up. So one company made one set of lens that went on you know that had to work in conjunction and another company made another set of lens and the millimeters were off. This, I'm not you can't make this stuff up. And they actually had to change the lens in order to make the Hubble telescope to work correctly. That's why they had to go up and do that. but because everything was so contracted out so the lenses ended up in the, the wrong dimensions. you know and this actually happened um, to the Apollo program. Uh, when they were making the Apollo program, they, they made parts of it too small for the astronauts. They had to redesign the whole thing. The Russians almost beat us because of this. You know, This is why the reason they actually made it to space before us, because we had contracted stuff out, and everyone was using different math. Some people were using millimeters, other people were using inches. You no. can't make this up. This the really happened. Yeah. <laughs> but that's really what happened to the Apollo program. They got really screwed up right from the get-go. Or was it Gemini? It was a Gemini or Apollo, but the case being, uh, they actually had to redo everything, because, uh, the space capsule part of it, because one one company was doing it in millimeters, the other company was doing it in inches. So, and the wheels got beat because of that reason. We didn't get beat in a lot of ways, you know, but almost to the moon too. Um, yeah. The moon. The moon. Our moon. Moon! You know... Moon, you why Why have we never run back? Well, there's a lot of... But let's, let's look at the moon first. So, all we see today are still the black and white pictures of the moon, correct? That's all you see. We've got one rotating on our website. Right, okay, yes we do. Or on the Facebook page. Or on the Facebook page. Um, but here's the interesting thing. If you actually listen to any of the astronauts actually walk on the moon, it was 12 of them from our, 13? 12 men or 13 men? 12 12. Um, or read some of the books they wrote about the moon, um, and they talk about, in their books, about all the colors. The moon is filled with colors. It's not this gray, dead, white rock that you're made to believe. This thing that, uh, was it Buzz Aldrin? No, it was Buzz. I think it was Buzz Aldrin said the the most amazing thing about the moon was all the different colors. You know, it's just filled with colors. You know, vibrant colors on the surface of the moon. Um, And you don't see that in the pictures. And NASA's never done anything to correct that. This image in people's minds that the moon is this dark, black, gray area that uh, there's no color. And that's obviously uh, not at all uh, in line with what the astronauts actually have recorded not just in verbal statements in the press but written form in their own memoirs and books. Um, and another thing about, why haven't we been back in the moon? We haven't left a low Earth orbit since the last landing on the moon, which was in 73?
1: It was in the late, early 70s.
0: 73 or 72 is the last time we were on the moon. Um, and, uh, that, uh, we haven't been above low Earth orbit. Why? What could be the possible reason? You know, and there's a reason, you know, that China is building a space program. There's a reason the Russians are putting together a space program to go back to the moon. There's a reason Japan and India and the European Space Agency are all putting plans together, not just to go to the moon, but build a permanent base on the moon. And it's a substance called helium Three. You ever hear of it? Never no, I hear it. Okay.
1: Well, helium three.
0: <laughs> uh, helium three um, is an extremely powerful source of energy. It, it does exist on Earth naturally, but in very small forms, very small percentage. So it's not really worth even trying to find here. But on the moon, it's an abundance. And uh, to give you an idea of its power potential, a space shuttle bay, which we don't use anymore, but a space shuttle bay full of helium-3 could power the United States all its power needs, every home, every truck, every tractor, every motorcycle, everything for one full year with one bay filled with helium-3. That's how powerful this stuff is, and that is the reason why everybody but us seem to be wanting to go back to the moon, because America's always, you know, looking backwards, so we can't afford it. We can't. Well we really can't but we <laughs> um yeah well maybe Trump will get the thing going but um <laughs> Trump is God's trumpet uh and on that note um you never heard of Dealing 3 then no? I've never heard of Dealing 3 now
1: is that it- I would assume since there's no atmosphere on on the moon, there's a little be. atmosphere. There's some, so the not to hold the helium three in, or is it helium yeah. three is in I a think solid it's, you state? To, you actually have to mine it. You have to so mine a, it. Yeah, it's it's a, 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 you have to get it out. It's right in ground. the yeah,
0: it's in the ground. If I remember correctly, yeah, we should probably do it. we man.
1: we probably yeah we probably should before deep into false news. Events. Yes. Okay, so that'd be interesting to look up because that means that we've known about this for forty plus.
0: Years. well I don't know I don't know if they knew about it since the Apollo program what I'm saying though I only first learned about it about 10 years ago when I was researching alternative energies and then when I saw the push about eight years ago of all these different countries building their space programs and then everyone talking about going to the moon I'm like why does everyone want to go to the moon and that's when I started researching I'm like oh and that's when I found about helium-3 and then I understood the push and that's what everybody wants everybody wants the helium-3 that's what it's about and that's going to come into great play because we are going to go to the moon. It, not us; will be China uh, or India or the European Space Agency, maybe even Russia will beat us. We don't know, uh, but somebody's going to beat us back to the moon, and they're going to set the first base in the moon, and they're going to start mining this stuff, helium three. And it ter- really to bring in the question: Should we be mining, you know, well, other planets? I mean, we've done all kinds of damage to all planets. If this I mean,
1: is if this is a gas trapped in rock, then we're fracking. Moon. right? Right, I would soon be something like Frank. I mean, Cuomo would be against it. it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we need to keep him out of the White House <laughs> for a while, if for no other reason that we need to frack the moon, if you know what I'm saying. It's interesting because I did see a couple weeks ago there was an artic- nah, article, not oh, an article Yeah, someplace I, I hate to say it was on Facebook, but I think that's maybe where it was. No, it wasn't, it was NMSN on the computer when you open up your screen, it gives you news stories. Um, China. China has invested in a moon program and have projected to be on the moon by
0: 2020. I, I would have passed them. And what or, they're, or sooner. What they're doing, they're actually copying our Apollo program. They are using a lot of the uh, mathematics and computer simulation, well, not computer simulation, but uh, devices uh, and improving upon what we did. They're basically taking our engineering and adding, you know, decades of improvements upon them to go back to the moon, which is really quite fascinating. Uh, if you looked at their space capsule they sent it, you know, up in the up in the low Earth orbit, um, it looked very much like, you know, our original Gemini program and that kind of thing. Uh, so they're basically copying what we did um, and using that as a, as a launch for their space program, which makes perfect sense. Um, now, the Bush administration um, years back uh, wanted to go to the moon, but for a completely different reason. It wasn't Helium 3. Um, in fact, during the Bush administration, uh, we sent, I believe, eight spy satellites to the moon. A lot of people don't know that. And I think there was one sent during the Bush administration, senior Bush, and then another eight, uh, junior Bush. Um, why we were sending, and this is run by the National Security Agency, by the way, NSA spy satellites to the moon was never fully disclosed. They were all launched at night, by the way, so the Russians, or any other government for that time, could not see what we are launching to the moon, but they were spy satellites. And the official response, by the way, cause the more you dig, you find stuff, was they were there to do imaging for a possible moon base. So you were, sure. okay, so that was the eight of them, I don't know, but that's what they said. Um, but the Bush administration wanted to build a moon base as a launching platform to go to Mars. That was their idea. Which, it really doesn't make sense, and I'm gonna gonna tell you why. The moon is only, what, 190,000 miles away, something like that, it's not that far, all right? So, you're only 190,000 miles closer to Mars, so you gotta leave Earth orbit, you gotta enter the moon orbit, and then launch the moon, leaving their orbit there too, plus all the materials you have to have on the moon, and all the, you know, to keep it sustained, it's actually more expensive to base a Mars initiative off a moon base. It actually makes no sense whatsoever. It's actually much more of a direct shot right from the planet Earth and it's much more cost effective.
1: That would make more sense unless... Logistic-wise, it makes yeah, sense. I mean, You know, there,
0: there had to be another reason they wanted more, yeah. a, this is what I'm getting at. There had to be another reason they wanted a, a base on, on the moon. It's not just the Mars initiative. Well, and who has dominion over them? Nobody. Um, we landed first. We signed a law. We signed we landed first. Yeah, there's we, a flag up there. Yeah, but nobody can there's claim a flag up there. nobody can claim uh, moons or planets or anything of that nature. Every every country, as far as I know, has signed this agreement. China, Russia, former Soviet, Union, whatever, um, United States, uh, Britain, all of them. We all signed an agreement that we would not weaponize space at the Union, and we nobody would claim out of space. It's like you can't claim the North Pole or the South Pole. No country is allowed to do that.
1: So I guess I it. guess the question is then how do we go about how does a country go up there and then start mining? Well well you can what, what there, gives them the right.
0: There's nothing to say hmm. you can't. If this says you can't claim it as your own you can't claim the whole thing as your territory. Yeah I don't think you can claim certain sections of your territory. You know I'll have to read the you and charter obviously but um it's another show yeah it's another show
1: you know i just i get it. why they're going up there i can see that I can see if there's something valuable that will help with energy issues but yeah it's gonna be a whole bag whole bag of uh whole bag of cats that for the river with trying to get up, <laughs> up there to 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 that. Yeah. China gets up there first and says, Oh we're, we're gonna mine all this, this is all he it. this is gonna mine all this oh, H three <laughs> and you know forget you guys. Japanese, sorry. Oh. I just this is interesting. This is but the moon and then, you know, of course you're right. We've caused a lot of problems on our own planet by mining, fracking, um they probably won't be the same problems because a lot of it has to do with fire water and groundwater and things like that but you know what happens when you know
0: there is the planet
1: blows out of orbit
0: there is now martin, see martin
1: landau and barbara
0: we we yeah we we probably know
1: <laughs> to the moon alice
0: In to the moon. moon uh we i we know a lot more about the moon than we released to the public. That, that's a no-brainer. Um, but it comes into question how much do we share with other governments. Um, you see this rush from everybody. We're the only ones not rushing back. That sends up a little red flag for me. Okay, um, Everybody's rushing there, but we're not. So why aren't we? Um, now, there are some wonderful, wonderful photographs on the Internet today. Um, and you can download them directly from the NASA website. Um, and using the right computer program, you're not changing the photograph, you're just bringing out more details. Mm-hmm. You can see a lot of objects um, in those original photographs that will make you start to wonder um, what is this or what is that? I mean there's one object. it's clear. you don't even need a program for it. It's, it's one of the original Apollo uh, photographs. Um, there's a tower. You can see the tower clear as day. I mean, it's huge. This thing, it's got to be seven miles up in the freaking sky in some way. Um, and so you can see it. I mean, it's not make-believe. It's not something that somebody photoshopped. You can get it right out to NASA's website in its direct form, and you can see this object that goes straight up into the sky uh, or whatever atmosphere the moon has. Um, there are other objects. There's one photograph that's very famous. Um, I don't remember what astronaut is. I don't know if it's uh, Neil Armstrong or, or maybe it's... Um, who the doctor that passed away recently? He was maybe a full buff. Edgar Mitchell. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's one. I think he's he's walking on the moon, and another astronaut takes a photograph, and in the reflection of his helmet, you can see an object in the sky that shouldn't be there. There's nothing around the planet at that time. You know, when this yeah. is '71 or '72, there's nothing there. Uh, but there's obviously an object. You can see the reflection off the front of his helmet in the in the mask. Um, and just little stuff like that uh, throughout uh, the moon. There's all these photographs. and it, it just blows your mind when you start to look at them. Like, well, what's this? And, you know, what's this object here? And, yeah, that, that looks like a cannon. And this, you know, this looks like a smokestack. And, you know, it just, it'll blow your mind when you really start to look at this stuff. Uh, just like in the Cydonia region of Mars, uh, not that far from the faces, you know, <laughs> there's pyramids. You, there's three pyramids. You can clearly see them. Uh, what? seem to be mean pyramids anyway. I mean, it looked very clear to me. You know, maybe I have a way of looking at things most people don't.
1: But no, I think I've seen those photos one place or another. As you're saying.
0: You know, and when you can go right to the official NASA website and grab these photographs in original form and see the objects, you know they're not faked, Unless NASA's faking them, obviously. Like, well, yeah, but why would... Why would they do that? They, well, why would they put them out? Well you got to remember, when the files come in, at least back in the day, they used to be released in batches, um, there couldn't be enough time to go to 10,000 photos in two days. There's no way to, This stuff's going to get through, you know. People are yeah, going to see um, things. But back but
1: back in the day, most people wouldn't have access to them. True. Anyway. Yeah. They, they've had plenty of time right. to correct their fix, you know. Um...
0: It's like their the audio recordings of inside the Apollo uh, when they went behind the moon, all disappeared. They're all gone. What did they see on the dark side of the moon when they are out of communication with Earth? Mm-hmm. Where are the cabin recordings? All gone, folks. Disappeared. No joke. Stuff's gone. You know, so there's all kinds of rumors what they saw on the
1: dark side of the moon. Somebody else was there already. What if you... Play the Pink Floyd album in reversed at thirty-three and a third speed. <laughs> there well, is a hidden message about what they saw on the dark side. We're of
0: gonna the we're gonna have to do a shot. We've gone
1: long, yeah, we've gone long. We're,
0: we're gonna do a shot because we got some great information, and I didn't write it down, but I just came to me because I, I was really mad at another radio program or show that didn't bring this information up in one of their shows, and uh, it was recent. You know, this is kind of recent stuff. We're going back a month and a half ago. Uh, we should definitely talk about it. So let's do a shot. What are we doing a shot of
1: tonight? Tonight so, uh, we have Beef Eater London Gin, Dry Gin.
0: And this actually is imported from London, folks. Um, I am a gin drinker. My favorite drink is a gin and tonic. And um, I only buy the best. And to me, Beef Eater London is the best Gin, I've ever tasted in my life, and I've tasted it all. So, and on that note, we shall pour into our skull heads. awesome. That's good. that's Okay. Anvil is not, I'm a, not a gin
1: drinker. I am a gin
0: drinker. Yes. Puts hair on your chest in other places too. All right. <laughs> Should be in All right. Here's the swimming with bowling women. women. There we go.
1: <coughs> and yeah, there's a reason I told you it's good I'm not a gin drinker oh baby oh.
0: although I do admit it is much better with tonic mm. Woo! but it's smooth oh, yeah. most gin, the cheap gin, that stuff is rough that's oh, good yeah. stuff mm.
1: uh.
0: speaking of tonic <laughs> I got some
1: right here <laughs> Yeah, there we go tonic chaser mm. Oh, good lord! All right, now we
0: So anyway, about a month and a half ago, <laughs> <laughs>
1: about a month and a half ago, <laughs> um, about a month and a half ago, <laughs> uh,
0: there was a uh, the former NASA, they had a NASA former administrator of all NASA, and yeah, of course I forgot his name. Imagine. It. Yeah. But he's a former, uh, remember correctly? He's a former general uh, in the Air Force as well, uh, and uh, former administrator of all NASA. Head, okay? He just retired. Uh, not done, I think he retired in January of this year, actually. Um, he was at a huge space conference uh, hosted by NASA, and it was literally like a hundred scientists from around the world there—space uh, scientists, uh, biologists, you know, all you know, all, all different forms. Uh, planetologists, whatever they call themselves, and he came out on the stage, and uh, he said, and I'm going to direct quote him, Uh, I don't have all the quote, but I have most of it, Uh, he said it's only a matter of time uh, before the aliens show up. Um, There are numerous species out there, and at least one of them has taken direct notice of us. I ain't making this up. This is what he said. It's recorded. It's fact. And he is the former head of NASA. Uh, Basically saying to the world that, yes, we know they're aliens. Yes, uh, we know that they're there. And yes, we know that they're aware of us. And he actually said invade. Something about invading, if I remember correctly. Basically, he was saying our time on this planet was close to an end. People in the audience were gasping. He was escorted off the stage by NASA employees. (laughs) I'm not making this up. The very next day, he was put on administrative leave, and nobody has heard from him since. Imagine that. True story, folks. No joke, this really happened. Again, this is the former head of all NASA, just retired this year, and comes out and says, that we're, uh, says we're about to be invaded by an alien life form in the near future. It actually said near future. Um, and, you know, basically instead, I quote, one of them has taken notice of us, and, uh, is, you know, we're going to be invaded. Uh, I mean, it, it shed shockwaves, uh, through that audience. And, uh, he has literally, uh, disappeared, you know, from public comments and public life at this point. I think what has happened is he, uh, he saw information, um, that he could not resist saying, uh, he felt scared for his children and grandchildren. Um, uh, and he wanted to get the word out. That's why I personally feel like
1: Evan. Yeah, I mean, that's quite the statement to throw out there. When, and, when you're the you head know, of something, know, right. yeah, <laughs> you had to know what the ramifications are going to. Yeah,
0: be. when you have a, a you know a, what's NASA's budget, fifteen billion, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When you have a budget like that and you're the head of it, okay, you're a pretty important
1: person. <laughs> you know, I don't know if he was. Obviously, the temperature he took in the room was way off. But I know, I know things have been coming more and more mainstream. Um, you hear more and more about people coming forward now and saying they've seen the UFOs. They have documentation. Uh, yes, we've been hiding it from you, but we're starting to bring it out. Well, that may have been what his thought was that, well, let's get more mainstream, you know, flowed the balloon, it went up high enough, I'm willing to throw this out there as well. but. Still a crazy, crazy statement to throw out there. True or not true, you got to give it some credence that someone would actually do that if it wasn't, if there wasn't some splinter of truth to it.
0: Yeah, and he's not, yeah, remember folks, he had an entire career, you know, in contacts and and, and appointed by presidents for different boards. Presidents of the United States he's been appointed by. Um, and he's a general, he retired now, retired general. I mean, this guy had everything to lose by opening his mouth, you know, his reputation, you know, whatever. You know, I mean, just, you don't make statements like that. You don't go out and do it in a public place with hundreds of people and cameras going unless you really are convinced of something and want to tell. Um, you know, there's one researcher, his name is Stanton, Stanton Friedman. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's the guy you see, he's got the little beard and hair is receding, he's got glasses. Anyway, uh, he's, you know, a former nuclear scientist for uh, NASA, he worked on NASA. He worked on uh, nuclear rockets, uh, I believe, for the Pentagon, the all-top-secret stuff. Still secret to this day. He's never disclosed any of that information Uh, other than he did work. He actually is paid by the Air Force. (laughs) (coughs) Sorry. That's all right. He's actually paid by the Air Force to brief Air Force pilots at the Academy on when they, what they see, when they, what to do when they see a UFO. And again, not make-believe, real stuff. Um, but the interesting thing is, uh, he said this term. He says there's a cosmic Watergate, And uh, this is where me and Mr. Freeman totally disagree. Uh, I don't think there's a cosmic Watergate at all. All the information is out there and it has been purposely leaked. Um, it's all out there. The problem is there's a lot of disinformation. They do that on purpose as well. to kind of hide it. So there's nothing really hidden anymore. Like the Majestic 12 papers, the originals, they're real. Um, and we'll do a whole program on that. I can prove it. Uh, but they, those are real. Um, you could walk into a, a court of law and you could prove UFOs are a real phenomenon. With just the FBI files alone, not including the Air Force, not including the Army, not including the NSA, not including the CIA, but just the FBI files are released under Freedom of Information Act alone, you can prove UFOs are real phenomena. You know, in a court of law, there is more evidence to prove that we are being visited or encountering something. Okay, these UFO objects, um, then. There is, in the case of some murders, you know, there's that much evidence at this point in documentation, and a lot of the documentation has been released. Uh, that's when the people say it's a cosmic Watergate. Uh, I totally disagree. It's not a cosmic Watergate. The information's there. Unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of disinformation uh, as well, uh, and they do that purposely to hide the truth of the matter. They want to keep people confused. Um, and, again, there's, you know, NASA security concerns that come into play.
1: There is. I think, um, again, disinformation, and you get the one, sometimes they had the truth in the disinformation. Like, yeah. They, they mess with you. Um, this guy, the, the NASA administrator, the head administrator general, you know, it all it all feeds into the conspiracy thing, okay? He, he lets his big reveal out, then he disappears. Yep. And he is he is he in a black site someplace, or is he on Barbados hanging out with his family, <laughs> right. Elvis and Kennedy, laughing, just life. laughing, laughing <laughs> his arse off that hey, I told these people the truth, they you know, they're not gonna believe it, <laughs> yeah, no, but, anyway, going, but I did my part. Yeah, I did my part. I did my thing. Now I'm gonna kick back and you know not worry about it. So. Again, I think just we as a people, just we seem to be doomed. You know, at there's, times
0: there's a there's a document. And it's my favorite FBI file, and it's by J. Edgar Hoover. Okay, okay. Uh, and actually, after this file was released yeah, yeah, yeah. under the Freedom of Information Act, it's also in the National Archives, by the way. So you can go to the National Archives you can actually look it up and find it yourself. Um, after this file was released, that's when they started saying he used to dress as a woman. Do you remember that? you remember? Well, I remember Yeah, that. Yeah, no. But it was after this. And Huber. let me tell you what this file says. It's from J. Hoover. And he's complaining that about UFOs. The last... And he says, and I quote, the last crashed disk, the Army grabbed it and loved, would not let us have it for cursory examination. Factual what he said in the document released under the Freedom of Information Act and in the National Archives. He's complaining <laughs> he didn't have time, or the FBI didn't have time to investigate or examine the inside of a crash disc, because the Army grabbed it and wouldn't let him have it. Okay. I don't know how more clear you could be. And what makes it interesting, see people don't realize when you File a Freedom of Information Act, you have to give keywords for them to do a search. And you get billed, by the way. Um, If they find documentation, um, they can hit you with a $130,000 documentation fee, and you have to pay that in order to get the documents. So this document was found under UFO. Okay, that's the keyword it was found under. So the FBI searched by court order, under the word UFO and found this particular document, which is, you know, really quite fascinating. Well, I should put that, we're going to put that document up on our We webpage. will
1: have to finally get that up. I will absolutely.
0: get that we, well, You'll have to put it up because you're an expert, but I will get it to you so you can yeah. put it up with all your free time. Because nobody,
1: you're, you're not a busy man. Nothing done.
0: What's going on in your life, by the way? I know you're busy with something busy, else. What is it?
1: Busy? I am. We've uh, got a lot of things going on, but the, the big thing right now is eating up a lot of my time is we have a Paranormal Expo and Film Festival coming up in September. September 23rd, 2017, in the greatest little small town in America, Owego, New York. Did you know Owego used to have a car company? They made a car. Like the Owego... It was
0: called Owego. The Owego. 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 Yes. It was made in 1914, Okay. and there's only one left, and it's in the museum... Right in this area, I did not know, that. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah,
1: it was called the Owego. The O-we-go. Not a joke, folks. Look it up, Maybe okay. 14. Google And we're doing the Paranormal Expo, and this year we got a film festival, Paranormal Film Festival, going along with that. Uh, and there's a theater in Owego that we're going to use to show the movies. And uh, we got some good stuff, we got some good stuff in, we got some not so good stuff in. Uh, we're kind of going through now, making decisions about what we're going to show, what we're not going to show. We
0: did get an email from Steve from Let's Talk Girls. So he wanted to know if there was any porn, like amateur porn movie, uh, movies uh screen for this.
1: There was what we thought was something that was paranormal, but it wound up being your ex-wife. So we had to dis- disqualify that. <laughs> Bing, bang, <'cause>, boom! Because <laughs> she was related <laughs> to you. So we had to disqualify that one. Uh, but overall, we've had some anim- animation submitted. We've seen some short films. Uh, some really, like some really good stuff, and some stuff that I'll never get that hour and a half back out of my life. Let me tell you. We watch the whole thing because it's the only fair thing to do. this other of the films. Um, we're excited about it, and we've got some paranormal teams signing up from around the state, New York State. Uh, we're always looking for more people, and if you want to find out more, you can go to www.snipesnypefilmfest.com. And we have all the information there. If you want to be a vendor, if you want to be a team, if you want to submit a film, whatever it is, you can go there and find it and check it out. Uh, We're also on Facebook, and that is Snipe Hunt. Go to Snipe Hunt, type it in, it'll pop up, and you can you can uh, see the information there. So that's been taking up a lot of my time. We're also been doing some evidence reviews, been doing some investigations, ghost investigations and work 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 uh, very busy very busy at work did we
0: ever tell them a story we actually reviewed some of the films here uh in our studio and uh i i might i i'm a train guy i'm in the HL trains i know i'm like a kid going backwards I have too many hobbies. Oh, I'm going to talk about my car hobby in a minute. But anyway, uh, so HO Train, so I've been building this, you know, it's like 16 feet long, maybe 7, 17 feet long, and it's like at least 10 feet wide HO Train, massive layout. And I stop in the summer months because it's too nice outside of doing work, but in the winter months, I really work on it. And uh, there's new technology out there uh, that came about, uh, uh, it's called Blue rail and also by Bachman Corporation. And you can use your phone... Uh, if you have Bluetooth technology, or your laptop for that matter, to control your trains. They come with these little chips inside. So there's no more little, you know, handheld device or running over to run it by a a dial uh, at some control board. You can run a train uh, just by uh, using your phone. So we were watching the reviews uh, of the movies, and I had the power set on the tracks uh, for two trains. And I I told the uh, 13-year-old, to uh, at one point to turn on the trains and run it from his phone upstairs, and what she did, which kind of freaked those guys out just a little bit. Just a little bit. You were freaked out. Come on.
1: All of a sudden we're sitting here doing our stuff, and then all of a sudden the train just starts moving and working. <laughs> I'm like, what the why? Monkeys of Oz, is that? And uh, just laughing at me because it was it was kind of cool actually, you know. And here again, this is how people fake evidence and mess with us ghost hunters and, you know, probably know Bigfoot's just This big, big mechanical monkey. They use Bluetooth <laughs> to run through the woods. But uh, yeah, it was kind of funny. She goes, oh, I got Bluetooth. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Whatever. Jackass.
0: But I was really excited personally uh, when I, when I found that that technology had been developed uh, just for a simple reason is there's two ways to run trains the old style where you get direct wires to the track, And you ran it by a little control board and you set your dial at 20 or 30 or 40, whatever it may be. And you then you had to run a box, you had to switch tracks, and it was a real big pain in the butt. And then they came along with uh, this command stuff where uh, the trains were smart. And you had a handheld device that you can control. And you can control as many trains as you want in a track from that device, basically. and make the whistle, sounds, and all that junk. and do all this other stuff. Um, And that was really cool. But then the Bluetooth is even better because I don't have to run on a special wiring or buy a special equipment. You just, the engine, you can buy the upgrade for your little locomotive or your diesel and you put it into yourself. It's really like four wires, it's not hard, it's not rocket science. And and new ones come with it. And you just run it right from your phone. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. I ever run any trains as I want on the same track. They can go at different speeds, they can go at the same speeds, they can go at whatever speeds. They want to go this way, they want to go that way. Doesn't matter. I can do whatever I want. I love it. Yeah. It's great stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: America's great again. America is great again. Now what did you what did you get to see tonight?
0: I showed you some great stuff when you first walked through the door. I was so excited.
1: I, I walked in and throughout throughout the studio Jeff has at least half a car engine down here. Right. That he's going to add to his car engine to make it better. Yeah, I spent and headers like, and carburetors and heads, heads, heads and no. aluminum this and aluminum that. And
0: <laughs> I spent craziness. Yeah, I spent uh, almost three thousand dollars on myself for Father's Day, and I don't even feel guilty. And uh, I bought uh, AFR heads, Airflow Research heads, uh, part numbers one zero three four. Uh, they were about sixteen hundred dollars. And uh, they are really are the best heads on the planet. You can't buy better heads than these. Uh, they do make a competition series, uh, which is about two grand. Um, but really, for my motor, I didn't really need those. These are more than adequate. Uh, new intake, uh, brand new billet MSD distributor. I already have the MSD box. I already have the correct coil, not the black tube coil, but the uh, HVC2 coil, which is a two hundred and fifty dollar coil, by the way. Um, so, I have the complete system that a NASCAR car has for ignition. Uh, new carburetor, jet coated headers, uh, never rust, these things are beautiful. Uh, I spent a lot of money. Um, I have an, oh, by the way, I have a 1972 Camaro uh, that I've been building for 25 years now. Um, and the motor was first built about 24 years ago. So, it was well timed for some major cleaning and upgrades to that particular motor. Uh, it's forge crank, forge rod, 11 to 1 forged pistons, dome pistons, uh, roller cammed. Um, but uh, very exciting for me. I just had to share that. Yeah. We should um, take some pictures.
1: We should get some pictures on the site now we talked about it and yeah. get those up and let our viewers see what you're your baby. With,
0: people that know me, um, that are other car guys, uh, were very worried um, that my Heather, who I call my wife, would find me in the room having. Sex with one of the women heads. That's how much of a mother I am with these heads.
1: Well, I'm not sure. Can hear the <laughs> law enforcement coming now? <laughs> there's a man in Johnson City. He's having sex at car parks. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's log insetting that, but I'm pretty sure there should be. So back to planets, which is where we Uranus. started. Uranus. 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 <laughs> Uranus. Um. The moon, yeah. The moon Wait to see what happens with that. Uh, everyone's looking, well not everyone, I guess I guess we're looking at Mars. Mars is what we're we've kind of looked past the moon, we're setting our sights on Mars. do you think that, no?
0: Well, I don't know. I, I really. Trump's only been in office how many months now?
1: Uh, six-ish.
0: Yeah, six-ish. You know, Six I mean, seven-ish. like he's got a lot on his plate, so I don't know what he's going to do with NASA. But NASA's, uh, what they're doing is they're branching out the, you know, there's private corporations like SpaceX and some of the other ones taking more and more responsibility, uh, more partners, partnership, partnership, um, and that works twofold: a, it cuts back what the taxpayer has to pay into the system, uh, or at least where our money's being spent, and b, um, it also allows more shit to be hidden. Meaning that uh, if you have a private corporation paying for something, the Freedom of Information Act no longer qualifies; apply. does not apply. So they can keep whatever they want to keep secret, which does suck in a lot of ways. Although the the owner and the founder of SpaceX doesn't seem be that kind of guy to me. I can't think of his name right now, but he's got the, the blondish, whitish hair and the blue eyes and the mustache. Um, oh,
1: he's not the guy that owns Virgin. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 Virgin. Oh, yeah. Um, Brandon? Yes. Something or Yeah,
0: and of course now the Tesla dude Before is Brandon, involved in the last name. I don't know. Yeah, there's a brand. Yeah, but Tesla is involved now as well. Tesla's Tesla. one. Yeah. So, and they're really part of the Mars initiative, actually, if I remember correctly, building a uh, the building blocks for a
1: manned mission to Mars. So, I, I will tell you, in my own tinfoil, humble opinion, that if we can't settle. Our differences here we shouldn't be going anywhere else you know and i agree with you and i think because we don't need to take it anywhere else right when we when we colonize the moon no matter if it's the mind stuff we need to be doing it as one people when we go to mars because if we just keep taking the the racial divides and the, all the divisions and the social divisions and the things that make us separate with us as we move out into space we'll never it'll it'll just it'll just be taking the train wreck to a new location
0: no i i i agree wholeheartedly on that um you know and uh, you're right you're absolutely right you know uh we as a species have to find a way to get together or work together and you know live together um and we are any closer to that than we were a thousand years ago, in my opinion. We just have, we have we're more civilized in a way we have a more civilized way to kill each other. That's really what it boils down to. Well,
1: um, I think again, this is the tinfoil hat. It's it's not just it's it's, it's the profit driven monster. I'm not going communists, but capitalism's great. But if we continue to be motivated strictly by profit and what we can gain, materialize materialistically, again, it's just it, it, the money is root of all evil. Don't get me wrong; some of the evil is okay. I can live with some of the evil, but the money's root of all evil. And as long as money is a driving force, to I, I know we won't make advancements without it at the moment, Jeff. But
0: that's how I was going to say that.
1: Profit, profit, profit breeds everything else.
0: Well, here's the thing. All right, uh, Like guns, guns don't kill people. People kill people. And I look at money the same way. Money doesn't kill people or do evil things. People do evil things because of money. We're, it's the human being. That's the really problem. All right, And I think why, like your question you asked way in the beginning is, why have we been back to the moon? You know what, in my personal opinion, and I have nothing to back this up, by the way, so this is just me talking for what I think, uh, no factual data, make sure it's perfectly clear. I think we were warned not to go back. We are being quarantined as a species. That's what I think. Because I think there's other species out there, uh, obviously, and I think they know how evil mankind can be, and they don't want any part of it. They want to take another poison, if you will, into the universe, but that's my opinion.
1: And I would agree to a certain extent that you're right. But again, if if they've given the warning, and I just leave the warning to people that have the ability to to control that, why haven't we done something more? Why, why are we content with just sitting here being greedy, money-grubbing, Folks, because we're being replaced. Oh, and there's a
0: great show coming up in the future about that. My God, I hit some information just on this subject. I'm gonna make it real quick so we have like a minute and a half. We have to say our device, but we're gonna do another show in the future about this very subject. You know, the movie The Body Snatchers. OMG, folks. The information I've hit on this will blow your freaking mind.
1: I'm not joking. And that will be an interesting show. We'll be looking forward to doing that one shortly. shortly. We've, got a lot of things. We've got a lot of things we can do. A lot of things coming up. And I'm trying to fill some time.
0: Well, to fill the time, we'll say
1: thank you to Diversity oh, Broadcasting Network. Yeah, thank you for Diversity Broadcasting Network. Uh, you can find us on letstalkitall.com. You can contact Jeff at J-E-F-F at... Let's talk it all.com. You can reach me at anvil at let's talk And I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do. So we're just going to have to say goodnight and we'll talk about this next episode. So, uh, Renee at diversity, thank you very much for your patience and we're getting the show going. Everyone else. Thanks for listening. Talk to your friends, talk to your neighbors, 10 o'clock Fridays, be there, be square, tune in five minutes early, just in case they, uh, let us preempt the purple tie.